Greetings, listeners in Listenerland. This is Arnold Stricker with the effervescent Alka-Seltzer Plop Plop Fizz Fizz, Mark Langston. And backwards, Knott's Canal Cram. <laughs> that means those Plop Plop Fizz Fizz are getting back into your hand. I know it, I know it. <laughs> Glad that you joined us today, folks. I haven't changed the locks yet, so that's why I keep coming <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> you can't get out, that's I why. <laughs> Oh, my. St. Louis in Tune focuses on issues that impact and connect the greater St. Louis area. Our topics include the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We always like to be civil on this show and return to civility. This is the Speed of Laughter Project. Mm -hmm. And this is a great one, especially for tomorrow, Juneteenth, is host a cookout. There's no better way to build community than by getting people together, and nothing brings people together faster than meat and fire. Mm-mm-mm. Are are you a good cuer? Yeah, I can cue. Yeah, I can cue. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. I can do it, but I'm learning. I used to throw stuff on like a, a hamburger or something, and just just cook it, make sure it's well done. <laughs> It's like leather. Now I'm timing it. I bring my phone out. I time it. And I turn it over. That's right. <laughs> now it's. I'm actually. I'm getting the hang of it. I'm happy to say. It's. It's. It's a. Uh, a it's great art. art. Yes, it is an art. And if you don't. Uh, if you can't do it on your own, there's plenty of places here in St. Louis to go to. Oh. Okay, yeah. but there's plenty of neighbors that probably can help you out too. Honey Pit's going out of business though. I'm sad about that. What pit? Honey Pit used to be uh, Charlotte Peters Place. Do you remember Charlotte Peters? Very much. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Chris is, yeah, that's Chris in the background. She's yeah. She's been there. Do you know who Charlotte Peters is? Yes. Okay. She had a show on uh, Channel 2. Good. Wow. Yes. And uh, then she, she opened up a, a, a restaurant. I didn't know that. It was, it's at the, it's on Kirkwood Road, right? In Big Bend. In Big Bend. Yeah. Oh, bless you. Yeah. And then a place called Honey Pit took it over, and it's delicious barbecue, and I don't think they made it through. Now the High Point is moving in there. Yeah, oh, there was. Wow. Yeah. Which is um, Mike okay. Mike Johnson, and yeah, what an entrepreneur stuff. guy he is. He has a place in Webster here, uh, Cyrano's. Okay. Didn't yeah. know he owned that, He too. owns that, too. Yeah. Okay. They got their place down in McCausland and also down uh, on Washington Avenue. In Maplewood, he did uh, Boogaloo's, and he did a couple really? other places. Yeah. I didn't know that. He goes in, he finds a, a, he finds a, a chef. And then he goes in and and he, he partners up with the chef mm-hmm. and kind of gets him going. He helps mm-hmm. him seed money and mm-hmm. and then he goes, okay, it's yours. And and I think he probably keeps a little bit of the piece of the pie and moves sure. on to another project. Piece of the queue. Yeah. He's putting out some good food. I'll tell you. He that. does. I, mean, I know. I, he's got the knack. He's the yeah. guy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. hijack the show. No, you did. <laughs> you did. You're just locked in over there. All right. <laughs> Nobody to talk to. That third voice you heard, folks, was the voice of Chris Mullen. She hosts Studio 111. Yeah. And a show that you need to listen to. You had a great show, Chris. The other day, I was listening to the show on the uh, Motown. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I sort of dipped into the songs we don't hear all the time right. from Motown. Right. You know. So. Yeah. And so, so do you we, have a favorite like that? Mary Wells. Okay. Oh, wow. Mary Wells. She didn't have to stop and think about that. <laughs> no, not a minute. Well, she was talking about Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, yeah. One that's of my coming favorites. up next week. Okay, sorry. Oh, am yeah. I to care out of the very No, that's okay. I didn't okay. know what that was, but I thought, I, when I heard Sly and the Family Stone, I went, what a great... Yeah. Great performer. Great clothing, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Am I missing um, something? Here? He sort of brought hippiedom <laughs> to 
African American soul music. We're going to talk about something that uh, you know, Chris and I, we both love music. We both love the arts, literature, and. Yeah. In major societal stress times, there have been incredible kinds of literature written, art produced, whether it's uh, visual arts or um, kind that uh, in a novel or poetry or a play mm-hmm. and music and just a whole kind of the genre of the arts. And sometimes it, it pushes a movement along and sometimes it's a it's, uh, synonymous with a mu- with a movement and sometimes I, I don't really think as i looked at this that it's on the back end of a movement right one of the things about covid 19 and how it has affected us is that it's global mm-hmm. and we've been experiencing it in real time across the globe mm-hmm. that makes it a little different than like the bubonic plague Mm -hmm, took mm -hmm. a little time to Mm -hmm. get there Mm -hmm. you know um we have had wars still the action has been location specific Mm -hmm. COVID-19 anywhere anytime anybody you know Mm -hmm. we didn't know if going out to get the mail would bring this into our lives right you know it's something that we've learned about on the fly Mm -hmm. we are a little more comfortable about being in a room with Mm -hmm. other people but it has caused a different type of stress Mm -hmm. in our world and the art that has been happening and we have had art come out of this that is specific to this and Mm -hmm. Initially, it's been corporate responses. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I understand people have to sell their product. Mm -hmm. They had to find ways in their marketing department to get you to get their product. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, against all of the odds. Wow. You know, Um, some have done a little better than others. And in addition to that, We've had other things going on that have been monumental. We've had a civic unrest in this country, unlike one that we've had in the past. Mm -hmm. We've had a major election. Mm -hmm. We've had what many people say is an insurrection that happened January 6th. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've had schools closed. We've had kids at home for a year and a half. I know. You know, that's something quite different. Um, we witnessed in real time the murder of a man by police officers. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had things going on, but we've also had art going on. I don't know how this is going to play out artistically. I don't know if the eight-year-old who got more family time than he ever thought he would have (laughs) is going to write about this in 20 years. Right, right. (laughs) You know, I um, was thinking about John Borman's Hope and Glory. I don't know if Mm. you've ever seen that film. Mm -mm. 
it's his interpretation of what he witnessed and experienced as a kid in London during World War II. Hmm. And the kids have created their own universe, still depending on the adults to protect them. And to sort of stretch it, it's like Charlie Brown. The adults are wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and the kids are trying to make it through. <laughs> wow. You know? I wonder if we're going to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a body of literature and film, you know, and what they're going to say? What are the artists who were juniors in high school going to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a fascinating. Yeah, it's like the kids who were packing to go to college, mm-hmm. and college became their living room. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right, right. There are things that are going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, comedians seem to have gotten into the game of expression about this quite early. Mm-hmm. Um, some musicians did solo concerts that you could see on Zoom. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, then we went to uh, porch concerts. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah, or the the whole Zoom concert thing became a real mm-hmm. once once people got it figured out. Yeah, yeah, like you said, even the professionals Absolutely. put it together. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, there was a bassist who was playing at the Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on stage. The tech guy, the tech guy, one person set it up, and you attended that concert by Zoom. It's by Zoom, there were two people in the Sheldon during that concert. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's amazing that music breaks through all the time. Always breaks through. You can't hold it back. They find ways. It's like water finding the easiest, you know, the easiest way. We, lo- I don't know what music does to our soul. But we have to have it. We need it as a, a human being. Mm-hmm. And it just amazes me how during this pandemic, there were so many different opportunities to see people in different ways. You know, I was watching TV and they had each one of the artists, uh, the musicians, in a different Zoom and they were all playing good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to figure out how they dealt with the lag times. Yeah, yes. Whoever was engineering <laughs> those is brilliant. And I don't, or I don't know if there's like a software that mm. kind of, I don't know, you know, times it all together or something like that. I don't know. But we uh, would not be silenced. Our music would not be silenced through it. No, no. There was, um, I'm sure there were more than one, but there was a poetry presentation on Zoom. Mm -hmm. You know, poets from all over the world, you know, gathering together and Mm -hmm. sharing works. Most of the works were like some pretty mad people. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the work hadn't firmed up yet right, either right you know yeah. we'll see where they go yeah, with that right you know you know and folks we talked off air about this a little bit uh prior to the show that if you look back historically and one of the things that's missing is the ability to communicate mm-hmm. in, on a massive scale and which we have now uh obviously with the internet and the ability to talk to people and get 
information very, very quickly. But you go back to the Renaissance time. Yeah. You're talking about either it was somebody who was very rich and powerful or it was the people who were in charge. And many times those were the same thing, the same people. Yeah. And then you have transitions from Renaissance to Baroque, Baroque to classical, classical to romantic. And if if artists were not going around and checking other people's works out or listening, or maybe they were in the same household, they were employed by the same uh, benefactor, right. uh, then they would kind of spur each other on. But you looked into our history, uh, or let me go back, you, you, you look at like the turn of the century, 20th century, yeah, where you have like modernism now, uh, these are my words, rearing its head, uh, and coming out of the Industrial Revolution, and in Russia, you have the revolution there. You have Stravinsky, who basically got, you know, kicked out of the theater after the, his uh, Rite of Spring was presented. Sure. You have all kinds of of uh, wild kinds of things. Picasso, people mm-hmm. not understanding, but mm-hmm. Picasso could have painted just like Rembrandt. Right. But he right. was thinking a different way. Mm-hmm. And you look in the United States, you have... During the Roaring Twenties, you got the Harlem Renaissance, which has this proliferation of literature and art and music come out of it. And then during the Depression, mm-hmm. what what's going on during that time? I think of John Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath. Right. Uh, you've got Woody Guthrie writing folk music. And mm-hmm. so we're just kind of touching on things like that and, and saying, okay, now with the pandemic that we've gone through, one of the things that's made it different has been the ability to communicate through Zoom, the ability to get information. Mm-hmm. You know, you look look at people, they have a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. And then they have how many likes, how many dislikes, how many followers, uh, et cetera, like that. You have the ability to create uh, music on your own electronically, a whole lot easier. You don't have to employ an orchestra or something like that. Right. You can, you know, take art lessons or art now has, has pretty much, I don't want to say pretty much changed, but how people view art has sure. kind of been modified and then literature i you know i haven't seen a lot of literature other than poetry come out but i'm sure it will yeah the, the turnaround time for novels a little longer <laughs> a little longer but yeah think of dickens and tale of two cities mm-hmm. okay we're talking about the french revolution mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. one of the most important books in English language, Mm -hmm. you know. There's a book by a Japanese writer, I believe it's Ibusi. It's called Black Rain. It's told through diaries uh, written in 1965, and it is about the dropping of the bomb on Hiroshima. Mm -hmm one of the most harrowing novels I've ever read because even though you're talking about that specific event, he's dealing with the human condition, you know. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, What's the guy's name? Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Love in the Time of Cholera. You know, wow, yeah, what a title! (laughs) Exactly, I think that's it. What the story's about, (laughs) you know. And you talked about Picasso, he Mm. did a piece called The Tragedy, and there are like three people on a beach in mourning. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know why, Mm -hmm. but it's also the time of about World War II. 
So you get the feeling of what's going on there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he didn't have to write an essay to go with it. Uh, no. <laughs> right. You view it and you go, oh, this is pain, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, all quiet on the Western Front. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things more recent in our lives that sort of touches on this is the World Trade Center in September 11, 2001. Mm -hmm. There were two other places that are part of that, but we think World Trade Center. Right. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Right. That was incorporated in the art of the time and one of the things that I found interesting the television series comedy Friends was going on Mm -hmm. they did not put that into the script but at the opening they started off you'd always see the World Trade Center right oh yeah and then one day it was gone there was no mention of why Mm. it's just gone other television series that were based in New York had to make the same shift. Some incorporated the stories like Law and Order. Right, exactly. You know, others just, it was here and now it's not here. You know, how how, how do we deal with that? You know, creatively. Mm -hmm. Particularly, like I said, with Friends, it was a comedy. Do you think that... The current television, which I, I really, honestly, I don't watch a lot of mm-hmm. network stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people have plugged into other kinds of uh, groups. Right. Not to shamelessly plug anybody, but like like a Netflix or mm-hmm. you know watching movies or series that are made for those kinds of things. Right. And, you know, on Amazon Prime. Shameless plug. But do you think that a lot of the production of Hollywood? It was kind of minimal, but during times of stress like this or severe issues that it either focuses completely on it or, like you said, com- completely ignores it. And is it more of a uh, escape kind of thing for people where it's ignored or is it like, here's something, look, folks, we got to deal with this. We have to get through this. How do, how do you see this? Is it is it kind of both? Is it neither one? Or? I, I think it's both. One, those art forms are collaborative, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they require on <clears throat> broad viewing and advertising dollars. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to go too far afield of what they their mission is. Well, their, yeah, their mission is to get paid. Okay? Right, right, right. <laughs> Entertain you and get paid while doing it. So it can be difficult for them to do that. Some are hardcore. Um, Law and Order, Dick Wolf, okay, I want a channel 24-7 devoted <laughs> to anything that he There does. is the Law and Order channel. <laughs> yeah, there is. I think there is. There I is. think there is, <laughs> yeah. and I haven't found yeah. it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but I know where to flip to yeah. get to a yeah. Law and Order franchise at any right. time of the day <laughs> yeah. or yeah. night. I just want to ease the dun, flipping dun, process yeah. there. I love that theme song. Dun, yeah. Dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh man, turn yeah. It, turn it up. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> but they brought uh, you know headlines 
into a, have, yeah. a series. Yes, they and did. And how it's dealt with. Crazy. Yes, they did. Um, uh-huh. And they've done, dealt with some brutal issues, yes. yeah. you know. Yeah. But they've done it well. Mm-hmm. They've done it right, you know. And you also care cared about the characters no kidding <laughs> right I you know. know the principles that's true you know yeah. olivia benson okay yeah um stabler yeah who came back for 13 yeah. weeks this yeah. year yeah. and now who was like, who was olivia you. benson's um uh, who was her mom her mom it was um she died in a terrible automobile that was accident jane mansfield, jane mansfield yeah, right. jane mansfield. yeah. And she was sitting in the back seat when her mom right died. Mm-hmm. when it's a ter- I, we were just talking about that last week what a tragic it was a story. horrific accident yeah as a young child you know right okay. yeah sorry sorry no yeah uh, but Chris, yeah. do you think that that's why you see a lot of uh, independent filmmakers and um, let's just stick with film right now. Mm-hmm. Independent filmmakers, really, they're pushing their things because they don't necessarily have to please a, a, a network or a corporate sponsor. They may have backing from somehow, but I can get out there and I can put this thing, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I, it's we're not having to kind of you know, tickle people's ears to right. make them feel good. It's like, wow, that was shocking. Or that was that was too realistic, or uh, it it made you think. I, do you do you sense that independent filmmakers have more of kind of an edge on things like that? They have less controls put on them mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, their career can go that way. However, if you sign the contract with the big boys, as it were, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're going to have to compromise, okay? You have to come in with a script that has name recognition attachment to it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> right. So you may have a wonderful film in mind and bring it to a different table, and by the time it's over, you're not even attached to it. Okay. So if wow. if you want control yeah. over your product, do your product. Right. You know. You think we're paying more attention to films and music? Uh, this isn't meant to be like a yeah. Well, yeah. Be- devoid of the internet. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're paying more attention to foreign films? Because we've kind of expanded our vision of, well, I wonder what's going on from Sweden, how they're portraying this, or from Australia, how they're portraying this, or from South Africa, how they're portraying this, and how stories of their country, or mm-hmm. maybe stories of worldwide issues, are being told. Do we, we see different perspectives. Do we, you think we're, we're being more open to that? We have more access to them. Right, you right. Know, um, a few years ago, a film "Girl with the Dragon Tattoo." Right. Oh, yeah. The trilogy. Out at Frontenac. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. And I took a friend who hates foreign films and anything mm-hmm. with subtitles. Right. After that film, that experience, mm-hmm. like, where can I see more films like that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. there are. Film festivals all over the country and in St. Louis mm-hmm. that are 
specific to cultures and ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. You know, people show up. Mm -hmm. You know, film festivals do a great service to us. That's correct. Even the one we have here in uh, St. Louis. Absolutely. They do a great job. Yeah, plus you see a lot of indies. Uh Right. We're going to keep talking about this. We've been talking to Chris Mullen, who's the host of Studio 111. We're talking about art in the times of major societal stress and kind of wondered what what have you been doing out there to handle some of this stress? You know, are you listening to music back at a time when you were feeling good? Did you go back to the 60s or 70s or, you know, if you're that old? Yeah. Or did you watch plays or movies that you found were, you know, kind of making you feel better during times of stress? Or do you go back to, like, the action-adventure kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know? Or as we were talking on break... The Godzilla movies. Uh, Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> so, wonder wonder what you're doing out there, folks. How, yeah. how did you get through the pandemic times and this stress uh, with the arts? You can't turn the radio or the stereo off or the television or leave your books down or whatever. You have it, The arts have something that links us to society, links us to our past, present, and future, mm-hmm. and where we are at the time. So... There's kind of some questions to ponder, maybe as you're driving down the road. And if you have to catch us somewhere else, you can always catch us online. Just listen to RadioSTL.com and punch in our station, and you'll get our our view. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we come back, Chris? Yeah, that's fine. Mark, you good with that? I am. I'm absolutely good. Yes, I hope she does. I don't want her to go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be back. You're listening to St. Louis In Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. We're talking to Chris Mullen, host of Studio 111. And Chris, tell people when your show is. It's on Tuesdays at noon, noon to one. And we have fun. And we, we have we, good music. We guests. replay it on, I don't know when, two other times. <laughs> yes. One is, us, I think, Sunday night or Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to check. It's on three times a week. And you're going to be really sly next week. I have to bring in Sly. Um, the weather's changed. My attitude has changed. Uh, oh, no. We need to have some fun. <laughs> if it's not a pandemic, it's the temperature outside. Yeah, we were talking uh, about pandemic pounds off the air. Yeah, and, don't, uh, don't look at me. <laughs> and, and Chris was in the uh, culinary uh, focus for a while, and then it was like, Okay. Yeah, I got over it. You know, I went back to, oh, I Healthy think I eating. can make this work. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, I rediscovered my ice cream. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, and I, I have learned that they, all ice creams are not created equal. That's well, correct. Okay. It's about it's, the milk fat. That's true. Oh, yeah. And if you want to do a root beer float, you oh, yeah. have to have a particular type of ice cream. Yes, pray tell, pray tell. <laughs> a- and is. root beer. <laughs> well, tell me. That is correct. All right, tell me real quick. Come on. This is mm-hmm. our cooking portion. What's a good ice cream and what's a good root beer to use for? Because my grandmother used to make it all the time, and I haven't made it. What? IBC. 
right? <laughs> you like IBC? I like IBC. IBC. Of course, I am a Fitz guy. I don't have a Fitz, but IBC is good. Fitz will work. I be, they got or IBC. Root beer float IBC. Okay, yeah. okay. Got it, got it. And vanilla bean gelato. Okay. Ooh, gelato. It oh, works. Oh, yeah. It works. <laughs> it lasts. It. it lasts and it stays creamy. Ooh. You don't get those ice crystals. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. See, look at this. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Write that in your it's book. High class there. Put that in your book. <laughs> I would put that in your book, a whole chapter on that. I uh, think I could. I got <laughs> I want to remember this. I'm going to try next time yeah, I see you. That's that midnight run to the refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> when no one could tell you no. No kidding. I do the same thing. It's like, are they all in bed? All right, I'm going to head straight for that. Well, there's closet. just a little bit more left, so oh. another couple scoops oh, won't matter. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, and then you don't want to waste yeah. a bowl. Though. I mean, that's evidence. The bowl is evidence. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> They're wonderful. I know. They are. Okay. So art in times of major societal stress. I guess where what should we expect here, Chris? I know uh, I'm going to give a – and this isn't a shameless plug. This is just a great plug for Opera Theater St. Louis. Yes. Who has really modified what they've done. They're having yes, their they shows have. out on the parking lot, uh-huh. and they have like uh, – I think it's three or four short – Operas, yeah, they're one act of yeah. art condensed. Right, um, twenty minutes or thirty minutes. I go minutes. to them, and oh. they're wonderful. Yeah. you know, oh. um, you're in pods of two, mm-hmm. and Leonard Slatkin is up there oh, conducting, oh, and it's like, like whoa, okay, yeah. you know, the St. Louis Symphony on a parking lot plane. Yeah, no, it's Slatkin. one. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. The I, after effect of Wow. These shows, they remind me of old concerts where after it's over, everybody mingles Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Uh the musicians sometimes get to their cars before the audience does. You know, it's like, yep, I got this trumpet, I'm gone. Right. (laughs) But the works are wonderful. Mm. The acting and the singing is supreme. You know, love it, and it's fun. Yeah, it really is fun. It's fun. How do you, how do you think the pandemic's going to change how we view the arts as producing it like this, or writing like maybe more shorts than long kinds of things, mm. and uh, from the audience participation being act a more active participant very, mm-hmm. than being a passive participant. <coughs> Excuse me, I choked her up there. I was thinking about not what opera theater has done or Shakespeare in the Park, Mm -hmm. but what about the rep? You know, getting people back inside is going to be interesting. Right. I would like to see that season of plays. I don't know if I want to sit that close to somebody. I am with you on that. I know it. I mean, we are talking about something think... called the Delta variant out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that has me concerned. And not everybody got the shot or anything else. And they're being... Yeah, and I hate to say it, but people lie. Don't <laughs> they? Know, I know they do. Oh, yeah, I got it. No, you didn't. <laughs> right. You know. No better. And 
I'm I'm still a bit cautious, yeah. and it was nice not having a cold for a year. Right, no year kidding. <laughs> yeah, the flu just went off the yeah. uh, the cliff. Yeah, there are certain things that right. having a mask and disinfecting mm-hmm. sort of help. But yeah. then, what happens when I get a cold? <laughs> you know, is it going to be worse than they used no. to be? I don't know. But maybe somebody is going to write about that. Yeah. And I hope they do, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, Good. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. more presentations. I've seen some where they've, the uh, actors and actresses have been on stage and they've just filmed it and put it on live. Which, on either on Facebook or, yeah. you know, a YouTube channel or, or both or things like mm-hmm. that. Which does work, but I do like live theater. Right. I like going to hear music and feeling the bass coming through the yeah, chair right you know? yeah, 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 yeah. there's certain things you can't recreate no, right you know how, feeling the music yeah you feel it yeah. how much do we have to adjust mm-hmm. and how do we redirect certain expectations mm-hmm. well, the energy know. of a performance too that's live and i i remember hearing performances oh, yeah. live and then i go back and listen to it again and i'm like well, hmm. not the same as it life. wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't as excited, right. and I I didn't hear some of the my words mess ups that that happened, or maybe I ignored them because the you know the fever of the intensity was pretty high. <laughs> yeah, we spoke about Sly Stone. Um, he played at Washu's Quadrangle, his oh group, and. Oh, how cool. For some reason, however, I found myself on stage laying on an amp. You know? It's like <laughs> I need a photo. In we got to have photos. Incredible, incredible experience. She was uh, feeling that bass. I know. And she had her, her bell bottoms on. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. You uh, cannot recreate no. that feeling no, in you your can't. living room. Right. No, you know? right. no matter whether you have surround sound or not. Yeah. That is true. That's that, true. Yeah. You know? There's nothing like a live performance. Yeah. And that's what that's what we've been missing. A lot of people have been really longing for. I.e., you got the porch concerts. You yeah. have you know people strolling up and down the street, playing their instruments or groups of instruments, marching uh-huh. through the street just to kind of be a right. band. I remember when the pandemic first hit and people would play in Italy off their yes. their balconies, and yes. people were just like crying uh-huh. and just right. you know so consumed by the passion of what was going on at the time. Right. Right. That's. An interesting thing because you experience that too, mm-hmm. you know, in your own way, and you knew what they were going through, mm-hmm. and you went right there with them, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, I love what our creative community has done and has tried to do, but I also worry that they lost income <laughs> you know th- some of them lost audiences right and we lost quite a few artists oh, to yeah. oh. the pandemic right you right. know so sad. So sad. yeah and they're just certain things that surround that that we have to reckon with in our own heads and we have to reckon with creatively and artistically yes. 
Yeah. Um, stand-up comics, uh, who said Dave Chappelle right. was giving stand-up acts at his home and invited other comedians there and had audiences. Huh. And I go, yeah, wonderful, you know. Right. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know. And unfortunately, he did contract COVID, as did some of the people around him. But he tried. Right. He tried. He did. You know, you made a great point because a lot of musicians, actors who haven't made it to the big time would supplement with secondary jobs like being a server at a restaurant. Right. And now you have both of them shut down. Yes. And being as being at the restaurant or working a secondary job would allow them the ability then they could go out and utilize their talent or develop their talent or show their talent. Yeah. And now you got a double whammy. So I would encourage everybody when you have the opportunity to go to a live concert or to a live performance of the arts and any kind, do it. Absolutely. And if there's a tip jar do it. Fill it. Yeah. And don't be af- ashamed or afraid because a lot of these folks, they're barely making it. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about a year and a half plus now, you know? Yeah. Um, it's over a year. Some people use that period, speaking of musicians, to woodshed. Practice, practice, write. Right. But in addition to being artists, they are people like us, and this has been traumatic for them. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. so whatever we can do to help one another, mm-hmm. you right. know, let's get on with yeah. it. You know, um, mm-hmm. as the British say, we're going to carry on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. it will carry on. I, I'm just kind of curious how things <laughs> will be viewed in the future, and. If we could, uh, you know, fast forward 50 years, 60 years, and look back and say, "Oh, that's a new um, author," or "Oh, that's a new poet," or "Wow, look at that emerging artist right. that came out," uh, it would be interesting to be able to see this time in the future. Looking back, it's easy for us to go back and look at things like we mentioned, like the Harlem Renaissance, or you know, modernism at the turn of the 20th century and go, oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we didn't live then. Right. And it's one thing to live it and go through it mm-hmm. and to observe the art that comes out, and it's another thing to look back and read about it and observe the art that comes out. There was um, a novel um, called, what is it, Between Assassinations, mm. that... It was Southern Asian, and I can't remember right now, but it was between the deaths of Indira Gandhi mm. and her son. Mm. It's like, you know, 20 plus year time. And what was happening, the impact of that that led to that, mm. you know, mm. and how a nation morphed during that period that allowed the second assassination to Mm, happen you know i think we will get some very strong literature out of this Mm -hmm. yeah i think we'll we'll get some good films i 
I'm a little more iffy on the film just because it's a different type of business mm, model. Right, right, you right, know? right. Um, <clears throat> possibly it the more dramatic ones will be in the indie circuit, mm -hmm. you know. Right. But whatever it is, it's going to come from all over the world. Right. This is not a U.S. thing anymore. Right. This right. particular thing is not a right. U.S. thing. Right. Yeah. Though we will have U.S. artists and creatives mm -hmm. approaching it. It's more of a, a worldwide... Uh, global. Yeah. yeah, a global expansion of of the arts in that way yeah because when you were talking about assassinations i was thinking about kennedy and both kennedys and martin luther king mm -hmm. and then what was going on in the 60s you, know, you got the vietnam war you right. got a lot of turbulent times you and mm -hmm. the music and the art and the literature that came oh, out yeah. of that time yeah wow and oh you, yeah you spoke of harlem renaissance prior to that late 1800s a guy named Charles Chestnut wrote a novel called The Wife of His Youth. Mm. And it was about reunification of black families who had been enslaved, mm. you know? Oh, wow. It's like, hmm. 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 That subject is a deep subject. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I what was would his name again? Charles Chestnut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 1890s he wrote this. Wow. You know. Right. And people who had different paths mm -hmm. after enslavement, mm -hmm. but their family had already been broken up. Mm -hmm. And what happens when they meet again, if they meet again? Yeah, if they know? meet again. Yeah. Right. So he tackled that. Wow. Oh so. God. What a subject. Yeah, major event in humankind mm -hmm. that happened on this soil, and someone wrote about it, you know. And that's, you know, it, it takes courage to do that. Very much so. Because you can oh, get, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, catch it from a lot of different ways. And it, it may not be a popular book at the time, but several years later it may come out to be a real star right mm -hmm. you know i somebody took a chance and published it <laughs> mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. you know and gee here it is mm -hmm. you know <clears throat> over 100 years later and i've read it right and wow go, wow wow you know um i wondered what happened he shows me what could have happened yeah right yeah yeah, yeah there's a lot of things if we could it kind of it's the share song if i could turn back time you know to different dials on different <clears throat> decades yeah what would you do differently so you like share no okay i didn't say that i didn't i didn't say i i love the sunny and share show the sunny and share show was great really okay okay I thought that was fun. So, if you say so. Okay. It was entertaining. Okay. The Smothers Brothers were on there. Smothers yeah. Brothers, I liked very much. You know, do you want to talk about a 60s kind of uh, stick it in the man's eye? Yeah. That was the Smothers Brothers. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, they did that, and they paid the price. That's correct. For it. That's correct. They yeah. they've stepped a little too far. Mm. Yeah, where was Netflix when you needed it? <laughs> you can still go back and watch some of those shows. I think. Yeah, they're on. I just found out that they are doing replays of the Dick Cavett show. Oh wow! Yeah, I I like Dick Cavett. That was yeah. my go-to. Well, they, yeah. yeah. Those people were vicious on his yes. show. I, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Gore Vidal. And, I don't remember. Oh, that. he I and Truman Capote oh, had yeah. this yeah. thing going on, really? you know, and that was television at its best. They, they were killing each other with their words. Yes, yes. Then, yeah. Yeah, and they were marvelous yeah <laughs> you know i'd like to see oh what's the guy william f buckley i would like to see replace of his yes mm-hmm. i mean that guy was brilliant yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah didn't necessarily agree with him but gee could he put it out there and that yeah. was one of the things at the uh Opera Theater St. Louis, they had a William F. Buckley and James Baldwin conversation oh, wow. that was like a 30-minute opera. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And what was your impression of that? I liked it. You know, um, they came at it from different points of view. They both had the language, mm-hmm. you know. And the mannerisms. Yes. And they were respectful for one another but you talk about throwing major shade you right. know yeah to see that in almost an academic sense it's like <laughs> it's where's academic. the popcorn yeah <laughs> you know? yeah right. yeah um i think they respected one another mm-hmm. isn't that nice yeah disagree but respect each other yeah different points you know, of view there's a lot of things that we can disagree on but there's some essentials that yeah. we should always agree that's on. That's a whole show. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> now right. people are take it to the extreme now. That's exactly yeah. right. So. You know, the Sunday morning shows, um, mm. the political shows, I find fascinating in that without the disagreement, there would be no need for the shows. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess you that's know? true. That's true. As long as they're not yelling at each other. And yeah, they know their facts. And yeah, 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 a big <laughs> yeah, thing. That helps. A big thing. Yeah, but they yeah. don't. Yeah, they don't work things out though. I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just bitter about it all. <laughs> I am bitter. It's because if you're a Republican, I hate you. If you're a Democrat, I hate you. And I'm not going to try to work with you. And that's just the. I just. It's just terrible. Yes, it really is. That's why we need it a little isn't. slide. Know, right, right, right. In the everyday right. people. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's you guys right. brought this forward, but we're not going to vote for it because it wasn't our party. It's like, what, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, never mind. It gets you crazy. Don't get me started. It does get you crazy. I already am crazy. Chris, thanks for coming in today. Appreciate I appreciate it. I had oh, yeah. a good time, oh, yeah. and it's wonderful seeing people again. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we're know? keeping our distance, though. Yes, but yes. We're all, we all you have know, shots. It's been me and Derek in here yeah. most of the time, and well, he's and, brilliant. And at what seen he without does. the masks, too. I know. You know, I know. that's I'm nice. Trying to do that. And you're well, welcome to. I have mine on the table. Hey, yeah. we, we've got I'm it here. And you're welcome. We're just going to kind of finish out the hour here. You're welcome to. Stick around here and, and contribute. Mark, you got some things you want to share with us? No. Wait. You don't? <laughs> no, you don't. See. I'll tell you a couple things, though. Today is uh, want to get it's National Want to Get Away Day. 
Did you know there was a national one? Is that to get like away? Southwest Airlines Day because of all the problems they've been having? I guess it could be. It's a national, but it's National Getaway Day. It's also this is one of your favorite days, National Splurge Day. So ice cream floats, root beer floats. Ice, yeah, with, I, with IBC root beer. But I need a steam mop, so I may splurge on that. It's National Steam Day. And it's also National Wear Blue Day. Do you have any blue on today, anybody? My my blue shorts. Do you? Because it's supposed to be to uh, let shoes. people remind people of uh, uh, men's health. That's mm. correct. With Father's Day just around the corner. Colon cancer is the color is blue. Prostate uh, cancer, the color is just a different blue. Is that right? Mm. I okay. know those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have wonderful tests that aren't so evasive anymore. Okay. That's correct. So you should uh, maybe, uh, if you're a guy out there, think about taking one of those tests. Get it your, done. Your family will love you for it. Didn't they drop the age to 45 mm. for men? I think so. Yeah. Something? I think that's correct. Yeah, especially if it's in your family, in your yeah. bloodline anywhere. Yeah. So. Uh, that's uh, you know that's uh, a couple of the uh, highlights of what's going on on this day. We talked about High Point, you know, moving. Yep, yep, yep. That's about all I have there. But we're just Father's Day coming up, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's asking me at home, "What do you want for Father's Day? Pistachio nuts?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, they uh, could join the pistachio gallery. I love we have my here. pistachio nuts. I don't. I don't really. I, love I just them. want to be. I know. I just want to be with my family. You know. Yeah. I said, take me out to dinner somewhere. Mm. There you could go. somebody just cut the grass for once? <laughs> just one time. <laughs> Give up the remote. Oh no! I'm not giving up the remote. <laughs> I come in and grab it. You have to grab. You have to be assertive. <laughs> Who's got the remote? Give it to me. <laughs> I'm old. I get the remote. <laughs> And then I I can fall asleep like nothing. Oh, <laughs> oh. I have the gift. It's called the gift. I do not have that. Don't gift. you have the gift? My wife no. doesn't either, Chris. No. And she hates me to for it. To fall asleep in front of the TV? Oh, I'll be done in the minute. Two minutes? Nope. I'll we'll go to bed and I'll put my head down on the table on the pillow. I'm gone. Nope. I'm gone. And she's like, Oh my God. It took me an hour to get to sleep. And you were asleep in a minute. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I have no. the gift. It's a gift. So here are some, um, you know, we had Richard Kite mm-hmm. on The Ethical uh, Life. Right. He has a podcast. But here he has seven rules of life. And this, this is a good way to end this portion of the show. Okay. Rule one, make peace with your past so it won't screw up the present. Mm. Rule two, what others think of you is none of your business. <laughs> Rule three, time heals almost everything. Give it time. Rule four. Don't compare your life to others and don't judge them. You have no idea what their journey is about. Mm. Rule five, stop thinking too much. It's all right to not know the answers. They will come to you when you least expect it. Rule six, no one is in charge of your happiness except you. Mm. And rule seven, smile. You don't own all the world's problems. Right. I like that. I do too. I do too. That's good. A couple things there to, mm-hmm. you know, brighten your day and your weekend. And don't forget there are a lot of celebrations for Juneteenth tomorrow. You might want to check, and this is a shameless plug for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, that they had uh, a listing of some things. And one of the, mm-hmm. actually the number one thing they had listed was about someone we've interviewed on this show. Okay. Pray tell. Pray tell. Come on. Well, there is an art 
show, or I should say he's displaying his work. Uh-huh. Um, Dexter Silvers yeah. is oh. displaying his work. We had Dexter on, on the show. He wasn't here in studio, but mm-hmm. I interviewed him down at his studio. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, he oh, yeah. has a, that. a demonstration uh, tomorrow. It's from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that's down at. I'm trying to find it here. Uh, but it's at a um, down on Del Mar during that. It's that art strip down there now. Yes. they've got. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful in there too. Is that right? I have not <laughs> yeah. been there. I just can't think of the name. Of What's it, it Del Mar and what? What's it near Del Mar? And uh, Skinker? No, it's if you. It's just uh, east of the loop, probably about half mile. Maybe. Yeah. Um, almost to the Bolivar, but not quite. Okay, right in there. Okay, that's not bad at all. That's good. And uh, lots of lots of things happening tomorrow with June 10th, especially uh, uh, here it is. I have it right here. It's at St. Louis Work, St. Louis Artworks, yes. fifty nine fifty nine Del Mar, and that's from two to five, and it's on Saturday and Sunday, and it is free. Wow. Now, Old Webster has got Dancing in the Streets again. Uh, they, they canceled it last year. I don't know if you remember this, but folks will be dancing in the streets with the return of the Old Webster Summer Night Street Dance. Mm-hmm. And it's on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And it's not a big block party. It's just... No, it's a street dance from 5 to 10. And uh, they say it's a free event. Uh, North Gore, uh, between North Gore and West Lockwood. Right by the railroad tracks there, mm-hmm. so in there, and uh, there's going to be a guy doing some James Taylor music, and then they've got a, a group that's going to do some Beatles music as well. Mm. So bring your lawn chair, food and drink will be available, uh, but that's coming back finally to Old Webster, the Old Webster Street Dance. Sounds like fun. I don't think it's a Juneteenth thing, but uh, you know, if you're out celebrating, yeah, I think we're all pretty much surprised that. The celebration as it relates to the state of Missouri and the U.S., Juneteenth official has moved quickly. Yes. It did. But there's two states. I don't know what they – I don't remember what they are that did not adopt it yet or something. I think there. it was – it was one – it was North or South Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the Dakotas. I'm like I'm – I just can't understand why. I don't understand – I don't get that, but – that's a whole other. There's a lot of things I don't get. Yeah, <laughs> but we do know on this show. Don't forget when the Martians invade. There's only one race, the human race, and every one of us have different characteristics and is uniquely valuable. For St. Louis in Tune Studio Manager Derek Abbott, co-host Mark Langston, I'm Arnold Stricker. That's all for this hour. Thanks for listening. Remember to walk worthy and let your light shine.